Hey, pop punk enthusiasts, welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney, and I am the host of this incredible new podcast. If you're new here, I started this podcast with the intention of promoting small artists and female artists in pop punk. I just want to give a huge shout out to everyone who has supported my journey in podcasting thus far. It really means the world to me. We're only on episode three, and I already have immense support from my friends, family, and even people I don't even know. This podcast is getting recognition globally, surprisingly already, and it just really means a lot to me. It's more than I ever could have hoped for by week three. Even in the short amount of time that I've been running this podcast, I have made a bunch of enhancements to the podcast itself and to my website as well. I just want to make your listening experience and the experience of finding artists and actually being able to listen to the music that I talk about on the podcast, I want to make this as easy and user-friendly as possible. So I'm just going to go over a few of the key differences and changes that I've made to my website so that it makes your lives a lot easier. So in order for you as a listener to be interactive and actually listen to the artists that I talk about on this podcast, I need to provide you with a way to listen to them easily without having to search very much yourselves. I updated my website and left all of the tools necessary on it for you to listen to all of the artists I talk about and learn about them as well, in addition to what I already mentioned on the podcast. So if you go to poppunkpromo.com on the homepage, I've got the link to my podcast itself a link to the current playlist of the month with all the featured artists. I've got a little about myself on there, and I've also got my Google form where you can suggest a featured artist as well. And then I have all of my social media platforms laid out right there on the homepage, as well as a contact us page with my email on it. In addition to everything listed on the homepage, I've also got a few extra pages as well, one of them being a featured artist archive where you can see every featured artist I've promoted on my podcast, what episode it's on, as well as a link tree for the artist mentioned. And then I've also got all of the artist links on there as well. Their social media links are right on the page. Moving on, I've got a separate page as well for Spotify playlists. So as I mentioned before, I am going to be putting out monthly Spotify playlists. So this archive will have all of the monthly playlists I have from here on out. Currently, we've only done one since this is the beginning and it's still October, but beginning next week, we will be starting an all-new playlist for the month of November. And finally, the last page on the Pop Punk promo website is the Pop Punk Industry Shoutout. Every episode, I will do my best to shout out any small or local brands that either are in the pop punk scene or would pair well with the pop punk industry. So all of those shout outs I'm going to have listed under the pop punk industry shout out page of my website. That's a wrap on all the new things that I've put on my website for you. Make sure you go ahead and check it out. Again, my website is poppunkpromo.com. We're going to move on to the pop punk news segment of my podcast. This week, I'd like to talk about the brand new Sleeping With Sirens album. This one is their seventh studio album, and it is titled Complete Collapse. Now, this is a very special kind of album that I like to talk about. Um, I'm not going to talk about necessarily the album itself, but the fact that there are three female features on this album, which is incredible. And as you all know, I 
I'm a podcast that wants to promote women in pop punk. And I think the fact that Sleeping With Sirens has three female features on their album of 12 songs is incredible. It's not often that you see a female artist be featured in a male-dominated artist's music, especially in pop punk. So the fact that there's three of them is amazing. And most of these female artists are not highly popular in the scene, which makes it even better. So there are four features total on this album, and three of the four are female artists, which makes 75% of the features female-led, which is even more incredible. The first feature we've got on the Complete Collapse album is called Let You Down, and this one features Charlotte Sands. Now, I really like Charlotte Sands a lot. I do know a bit about her, and I know quite a few of her songs, so... I wasn't too surprised seeing her name on here, although I don't think a lot of people know about her outside of the scene. The second feature on this album is called Be Happy, and it features Royal and the Serpent. This band I also know quite a bit about. They feature in a Stand Atlantic song, which isn't surprising considering Stand Atlantic is also female-led, so it's really cool to see them featuring on the Sleeping With Sirens album as well. I really like Royal and the Serpent. They're super quirky and fun, and I think this is a great fit for the album. The third and final feature on this album is Us, and that features Dorothy. Now, I don't know anything about Dorothy. I didn't even look her up at all prior to recording this segment. I just thought it was cool that it was a female-led artist. And I'm not going to lie, my friend Sadie was the one that told me about this, and I just took it and ran because any representation with women in pop punk is what I'm here for, and I'm here to promote the heck out of that. The fourth feature is the one and only male feature on the Complete Collapse album, and this one is called Crosses, featuring Spencer Chamberlain from Under Oath. And I also don't know very much about him or Under Oath, I won't lie, if that's a sin. I'm so sorry, but it's just true. So that's the four features on the new Sleeping With Sirens album. Like I said, there's 12 songs total, four features, and then three of the four features are women, which is absolutely incredible. I applaud Sleeping With Sirens for incorporating the female gender in this way because, like I said, and why I'm here speaking to you all about this is because the female gender is often overlooked and underappreciated in pop punk, so this was a really good look for Sleeping With Sirens, and it's an awesome thing that they're doing for the industry. Complete Collapse, Sleeping With Sirens' seventh studio album is out now and available to stream wherever you can stream it, so go ahead and listen to it, support those women features out there, and go ahead and grab yourself a copy as well if you enjoy it. With that, we are going to move on to our featured artist of this week. This week's featured artist is another female artist, as I'm sure you're not surprised. The title for this episode may or may not have given it away for you, and if it did, I hope you're really excited. So this week's featured artist is Maggie Lindemann. I love her so much, and this one has only been a very recent obsession for me. I have heard about her throughout the years a little bit, but I haven't truly given her the attention she deserves until recently when I've seen her on the media and she actually released a brand new album. 
I'll take you through the history of Maggie Lindemann here for a second. So she is a pop punk artist from Dallas, Texas, and she actually started as a pop singer. She released her breakthrough pop single, Pretty Girl, in 2016, and that one blew up pretty significantly, but it didn't really go anywhere as far as a super successful music career for her just yet. Since then, she released a few singles here and there and built up her internet personality on social media as well. And it wasn't until this year, until April 2022, where she transitioned to pop punk music and then she announced her debut album was coming out later this year. Maggie Lindemann's pop punk debut album came out on September 16th, 2022, and it features 15 tracks. The debut album is called Sucker Punch, which I think is a super fun, fascinating name. And Sucker Punch is in all capital letters, by the way. I think that is kind of key to the point. She named it this way because of the movie Sucker Punch, which features all women leads and the term itself means an unexpected blower punch. And this term is what Maggie believes the album truly is as a feeling. Now I'm going to talk in detail with you about the tracks of Maggie Lindemann's debut album, Sucker Punch. So the album starts with track one and it's titled Intro Slash Welcome In. So the intro part is a super cool and soothing piano piece. And I just love it so much. It's so calm and it's definitely a very good intro to the chaos and just intensity that the album is. The song moves from this melodic kind of piano part to some harmonizing of her vocals and it adds some intensity and then it just gets into this electronic beat and that's when you know you're at the beef of this album here. You know that it's about to take you into a journey and I just think it's so cool the complexity of this intro and it's just the most incredible start to an album I've heard I believe. Track one flows perfectly into track two, which is titled Take Me Nowhere. And this one has been stuck in my head literally ever since the album dropped. And I featured this one on the podcast last week as my sticky just like the song in my head segment because it's so good. When I tell you, it's so good. It's like it's the perfect first part of the, the album. You know, that's not the intro. I just love it so much. The song starts with just blaring guitar riffs and it is so cool. And the song essentially is about Maggie feeling super lost. And she explains on the Genius page about this song that starting off really young in a completely foreign industry was super hard for me. I felt super alone and like I just didn't belong. I rewrote the verses a couple of times and almost completely scrapped the song. It got added last minute and now it's one of my favorites. Now, I can only speak for myself, guys, but I am so incredibly glad that she decided to keep this song on the album and make it the second track as well. I mean, technically the first real put-together song besides the intro, so it's incredible. I think it's an absolutely killer, technically, opener to the album. The third song on the album is titled She Knows It. And this one is arguably the most popular single coming from this album. This song is fucking fantastic. I love it so much. Just like 
the first ones as well, I suppose. I guess I just only have one opinion. I love everything, don't I? But um, anyway, this song is about Maggie's bisexuality, and it's specifically about a situation she had a few years prior to writing the song where she liked a girl who had a boyfriend, and that girl would constantly complain to her about how the dude was messing up, stuff like that, and just Maggie felt like the girl was leading her on, even though she was like, I don't like you like that, whatever. So essentially, she just wrote a song about it, and that's what it's about. It's about her bisexuality and how she felt kind of like she was getting her emotions played with. The next song on the album is called Casualty of Your Dreams, and this one opens with a super cool synth kind of vibe. It's a super cool synth beat, and I just think it's fucking cool. It's so awesome. And this one is about someone that is lying to you, and you just want them to be honest with you, but they're constantly getting caught in lies, and you're just over all of it. And according to Maggie on Genius, the song is supposed to feel like two parallels, like you hate someone so much and they're basically dead to you and you don't want them to ever come crawling back, but at the same time, you can't resist them every time they come back. And I feel like this is an extremely relatable concept for quite a lot of people out there, including myself. So this one, super awesome, musically, instrumentally, and lyrically. It's a fucking awesome song. The next song on the Sucker Punch album is titled Self Sabotage. And this one is pretty much exactly how it sounds. According to Maggie and Genius, she says, the song is about not allowing yourself to receive the love that you deserve. And she craves a little bit of action in her life when things are going too good. And then she tends to do something to test the pliancy of the positiveness. So essentially, it's just things are going great for you in your life and you do something to fuck it up. And that's essentially what the song's about. The next song on the album is titled Phases. And I really like this one a lot too. I really vibe with the meaning of this one. Um, according to Maggie on Genius, Phases is pretty much straight to the point and how it sounds. It's about being in a relationship where someone only wants you when they feel like it. And that's pretty much it. So she wrote it just kind of from the perspective of someone being in a relationship, feeling like they're doing everything they can for that person and the other person just isn't giving what they should be in the relationship and only when they really feel like it. The next song on the album is titled, I'm So Lonely With You. And this one is essentially about being in a relationship where you feel so lonely and like your partner just doesn't hear you. And it's about the feeling like you can't leave because no one can take their place and they're irreplaceable. And you think if you leave that you can never find someone better than what you already have. And that's just never true. But I feel like so many people in this day and age get so stuck in this kind of rut and they end up just in the same cycle with someone where they don't feel like they really belong in their relationship anymore, but they're terrified of leaving. And I think this song is really important just to let people know that you don't have to be in those types of relationships. You can get out and you can always find someone who knows your worth and works with you as a collaborative team instead of just this one-sided game all the time. 
The next song on the album is called Break Me, and this one features another female artist. Their name is Sick Brain, and I might be saying that totally wrong, but it's got three eyes where it says sick, so I'm like, sick brain. It just, it looks like that to me, but this song is about addiction and the feeling of being intoxicated or on drugs and whatever feeling that those drugs give you. It's the rush of fear and adrenaline, but also the calmness and peace in moments where you are intoxicated. The song not only is about the feeling of what it's like to be intoxicated, but also the come down from that intoxication and how you can kind of get a feeling of guilt about all the things that you were hiding from when you were intoxicated. So this one is a lot darker meaning for sure. And it's a really cool collaboration. I really like the elements that Sick Brain puts into the piece, but it's definitely a heavy one for sure. The next song in the album is called Girl Next Door. And there is not a description for this one, but my interpretation is that she's looking at a past version of herself and wondering what happened to that person and seeing that they're not there anymore. That's at least what I take out of it. Um, someone else might have a different idea, but no matter where I searched, I could not find a description for this. So take that with a grain of salt. But I do really like this one. It's very emotional and it's definitely a slower song. The next song on the album is called We Never Even Dated. And this one is pretty much exactly how the title sounds. It's about someone that you really liked and maybe they liked you too, but for whatever reason it didn't work out or you were too scared to admit feelings for them. So you just let it blow over and nothing happened with them. And it's essentially about being still in love with or still really liking this person and wishing that you would have given them a chance or that they would have given you a chance when you had the chance. So that one's pretty much self-explanatory by the title. The 11th song on Sucker Punch is titled Novocaine. And this one is just about wishing you had something to kind of numb the pain or whatever you're going through since Novocaine is a numbing agent usually used in dental procedures. That's just a metaphor for taking away the pain that you feel. The next song is titled You're Not Special. And I really enjoy the lyrics of this one a lot. It's basically about a person that's always just trying to push your buttons and do things that they know you're going to see and they think will get under your skin, but it's just annoying to you. And essentially, she sings, I'm starring in your movie, but you're not that special to me. So it's really just about this person being so obsessed with you and thinking that what they're doing is bugging you so much, but they're really not very essential in your personal life compared to other people and other things. So it's just annoying at that point. The next song on the album is called Hear Me Out, and this one is a song where Maggie talks specifically from her 16-year-old perspective about what she was struggling with and what she was going through during that time and how she felt that nobody would listen to her when she spoke. Maggie said that Hear Me Out is her most personal song on the album, so this one does mean a lot to her and it has a lot of deep meaning for her. The next song in the album is called How Could You Do This To Me? 
And this one is quite cool. It features Kellen Quinn from Sleeping With Sirens. So this one is an awesome feature if you are a Sleeping With Sirens fan. And it's just an awesome song in general. So this one is actually about being in a toxic relationship and realizing that you're the toxic one. So it's just about this kind of back and forth with someone where you know you're kind of being manipulative, but you ask them, how could you do this to me? anyway even though you know it's partially your fault so this one could probably potentially be relatable to people if you're kind of toxic I suppose but that one is how could you do this to me finally the 15th song on the album is called cages and this one is a super empowering song it's basically about just Maggie's gonna live her life how she wants to and she doesn't care what you think about it. The chorus basically says lions aren't meant for cages and it's basically just taking her power back and saying you can't put me in a box. You can't tell me what I should do and who I should want to be. So this one's awesome with the meaning and I really love how empowering it is. Okay I feel like I've been talking about the album Sucker Punch for quite a long time now because there's so many tracks but Each and every one is so worthy of being on the list and so incredible in each of their own ways. So I'm going to wrap up my talk on that a little bit. I will just say that if you do give the album a listen and you do enjoy what you hear, Maggie does have some album box sets on her website that include a decorated sucker punch box, a t-shirt, stickers, and a signed CD as well. This is available at maggielindeman.com. And there are different box packages as well, so you can get different types of t-shirts. You can get a short sleeve, a long sleeve, and they come in different colors as well. I got one. It's super fun. The stickers are all holographic, so it's an awesome, awesome way to promote her album. And it's super fun if you really like it too. If you enjoy Lolo, who was my first featured artist of the podcast, or Scene Queen, who was my second featured artist of the podcast, or even Stand Atlantic, who I haven't featured yet. If you like any of these artists, you'll love Maggie Lindemann. She is awesome. A few of the reasons why I personally love Maggie Lindemann is because of the intricate and edgy instrumentals that she has in all of her tracks. It's just so hardcore and so punchy. I just absolutely love the instrumentals on Soccer Punch so much. And I just love the dark processing on the vocals and the instrumentals. It's all just fantastic to me coming from an audio perspective. And I also love her ability to talk about topics that are not often said in music. And she just expresses exactly who she is. And that's what I love about her. So if you love someone who is very self-expressive, if you love those dark kind of intense tones to music, you'll absolutely love Maggie Lindemann. With that, I am going to wrap up my little spiel about our featured artist of the week. So Maggie's socials are Maggie Lindemann on all social platforms on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. So you can go ahead and give her a follow on all of those socials. And I really hope you enjoyed what you heard. And I really hope that you go ahead and go to our Spotify playlist for the week and go ahead and listen to some of the songs I talked about today. We are going to move on to the next segment of the podcast. This one, I have coined the term sticky dislike the song in my head. And in this segment, I'm going to talk about a song that has been stuck in my head, a song that I just love. 
And this week, that song is The Magic Ape by Set It Off. If you know me personally, you know that I absolutely adore the band Set It Off. I fell in love with them in 2019, and the love has just never stopped. I've seen them live several times, and I've met them a few times as well, and they are just fantastic dudes. I love them so incredibly much. Set It Off recently released their newest studio album titled Elsewhere, and The Magic 8 is a song off of that one. This one I love a lot because of the instrumentals. I love the vocals. It's just a super fun, catchy little song. And what I really like is it plays a key part in the theatrical storytelling of the album, which this is the first time the band has actually done a story of sorts to an album. And I just, I don't want to spoil anything for you, obviously, but it plays a very key role in that story. And that's what I really enjoy about the song. There's a lot of fun backing vocals, a lot of back and forth kind of playful moments throughout the song. And it's just awesome. So I highly recommend you give that one a listen. It gets stuck in my head quite often. And my twin sister actually really likes the song too. It's her favorite song off of the new album Elsewhere. So I highly recommend you give it a listen. That is my Sticky Just Like the Song in My Head for this week. Go ahead and give it a listen on the playlist. For my next segment, I am going to talk about upcoming tours in the pop punk industry. This week, I'm going to talk about the super exciting Blink-182 world tour. So two weeks ago on October 11th, Mark Hoppus announced that the original Blink-182 singer Tom DeLonge is joining the band again and there is an upcoming world tour as well. This is extraordinary news for Blink-182 fans because as I'm sure you all know, as pop punk fans, Blink-182 is a very beloved band in the eyes of the pop punk industry and they have been through quite a lot over the years. Their original singer, Tom DeLonge, was replaced by Matt Skiba when he left the band in 2015, I believe, and then... Mark Hoppus was diagnosed with cancer a couple years back, and he has successfully cured his cancer. It is gone, and that is exciting news. That means that he can finally be up and on tour again like the good old days. So we're all very happy for Mark and very glad that he was able to power through cancer so gracefully. The Blink-182 World Tour is scheduled to begin March 11, 2023 in Tijuana, Mexico, and it continues through Central America and then going through the United States, Europe, and Australia, and it wraps up a full year later on February 26, 2024 in Christchurch, New Zealand. The tour features four openers, which are each scheduled different legs of the tour. The four openers are Turnstile, Rise Against, the story so far, and Wallows. This is a stadium tour, and the tickets are really hard to acquire. When the tickets went on sale, the fans went crazy, and a lot of bots actually bought up a lot of the tickets, unfortunately, so now there is an extremely high resale price on these tickets. So a lot of fans are hoping that they can strike a good deal on some tickets, but it's not looking too hopeful. And even Mark Hoppus himself went online to see if he could get some tickets, hypothetically, just to see what the fan experience is like while trying to get tickets for his own show. And he even mentioned that it was very difficult for him 
to acquire tickets and he is literally a member of the band. Needless to say, I don't know what we expected when this is one of the biggest pop punk bands in the history of pop punk right now and they made a comeback. So I don't know why we expected this to be easy because especially with Ticketmaster, our good old friend, things are never easy. I'm sure a lot of you have dealt with the wrath of Ticketmaster before. In other news, Blink-182 released a new single in light of news that Tom would be rejoining the band as well as the drop of their world tour. So the new single is titled Edging and it's quite exactly what you would expect from a classic Blink-182 track. It is very old school pop punk. It sounds a lot like the good old Blink-182 that we know from back in the day. So I would definitely go check it out. If you haven't yet, it's available to stream wherever you can stream it. So go ahead, stream Blink-182's new song. And if you are lucky enough to grab tickets, I am jealous of you. And I'm sure lots of people out there are as well. We're going to move on to my next segment of the Pop Punk Promo Podcast. And this is the Pop Punk Industry Shoutout. So this week I am shouting out a specific company called Kitchy and I found this company on TikTok and it's essentially a funky jewelry company. So they make mostly fun earrings. They make some necklaces, some fun chains and stuff. It's essentially just the most iconic jewelry for a pop punk concert lover. Kitchy is based out of Scotland and owned by Kit Gutterbratz. That is the name she goes by on her social media and on her YouTube, her TikTok, all of that. She is a super fun punk scene kind of girl. She makes a lot of TikTok videos. She has an Instagram following and she just is a huge lover of pop punk. And she puts all of that love into the jewelry that she makes as well. I have bought a ridiculous amount of jewelry from this brand. Like, it's actually embarrassing. Like, I have an entire jewelry case full of all of the funky jewelry that she makes because I can't stop. It's an addiction. I'm obsessed. And I wear every single pair to every single concert I go to. There is one for every mood, for every vibe. I love them so much. She recently dropped a Halloween collection as well, and I bought several pieces from that collection. I am just obsessed. I wear them all the time, every day for any occasion. And Kit is just the sweetest human being ever. She is so kind and so nice and has the best customer service. And honestly, the shipping is ridiculous. It gets to me in about two weeks. And that's crazy considering it's coming all the way from Scotland to me here in the United States. If you want to check out this incredible jewelry company, their website is kitchy.co.uk and kitchy is spelled k-i-t-s-c-h-y just in case you didn't know and i highly recommend you give it a look because i'm obsessed i can't stop the social accounts for the brand are at that's so kitchy on instagram twitter and tiktok and kit gutterbrats herself has socials as well they are gutter.brats on Instagram and TikTok, and then on Twitter, she is just gutterbrats. I should mention that brats is spelt with a Z as well. With that, I am going to wrap up my podcast for the week. 
Again, I want to mention that I have listener support activated on my Anchor page. So please, if you are feeling generous, if you really love the content that I provide on my podcast, please consider donating just a little bit to the monthly fund for my podcast. This helps ensure that I can keep running the podcast smoothly. If I need to update any of my equipment, I can do that as well. So thank you so much for the people who have already donated a little bit. I really appreciate you so incredibly much. Another reminder that I do have my website. It's poppunkpromo.com. And on that website, I've got my Spotify playlist that has all of the artists that I've featured for the month of October. And next week, it'll restart with November as well. And then I'll have that whole archive on the website as well. So go ahead, make sure you listen to that Spotify playlist and listen to all the artists that I have hyped up so much on the podcast. Like I said, I also have a space on my website for the featured industry shout outs that I do on the podcast as well. So last week's was tomorrow and tonight, which is the fan tour bus company by fans for fans. And then this week I featured Kitchy, which is the funky jewelry company from Scotland. So you can find links to all of that on my website, poppunkpromo.com. Please remember to follow me on social media. It's at poppunkpromo on all social media platforms. I post little teasers of what I'm going to do for the following week. I post reminders about the podcast and the featured artists and little snippets of songs here and there as well. So please make sure to give me a follow if you're interested in keeping up with all of my content. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast, and I hope you guys have a great night. Take care.